Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. What's going on, guys? Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. I have a great show for you today where I welcome Dr. Karen Skerritt. 
and she is a clinical psychologist and registered nurse with over 40 years of experience as a clinician, academic, and author who specializes in strength-based approaches to healing and change across the life cycle. And today, Karen and I talk about resilience in relationships and how to cultivate it. And she uses her experience as a clinical psychologist working with couples who have been together for seven years, all the way to couples who have been together for for 70, she said. We didn't dive into that, but she mentioned it. And that's a long time and a lot of value in learning what a couple who has been together in a long-term relationship does in order to cultivate more resilience. You're going to love today's episode. There's a lot of great, super actionable tips to implement in your relationship that you can start today. As always, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you enjoy this show, if this is the first show you listen to or you're a long time listener and you haven't gone in and left us a review in iTunes or on Spotify, we really appreciate it. That helps us reach more people and continue to give this great information that we're just right alongside of you getting and applying to our lives because really there's nothing more important than improving the relationship we have with ourselves, with others. It could be family members, a significant other. Maybe you're single. Maybe you're dating. All of these tools will apply to you. And it's really what it's all about, moving through this life as a human being, trying to relate better with others and with ourselves. So thank you guys so much for tuning in, for doing the work. We appreciate it. Enjoy today's show. Hi, Karen. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Hi, you're more than welcome. I've been looking forward to it. Today, we're going to talk about some key tips for a resilient relationship. And I thought a good place for us to start would be how you define a resilient relationship. I have been looking at couples and the kinds of things that make a difference in their lives um, for over 35 years. And I've had the privilege of working with them clinically, as well as uh, gathering their stories and various research projects. And what I have been able to discover is that there are some components that keep couples really able to weather the tough times. Um, And some people use the definition of resilience as the ability to bounce back when challenge or adversity hits. I sort of like the definition that it's really the capacity to bounce forward, to move into something and create something together that uh, is different than what they went into this challenge with. And so that that's how I think about resilience, kind of simply put, but we'll, we'll cover some of these pillars um, in our conversation today. We're definitely going to dive into the the tips, but I want to ask you, what are some of the bigger challenges you see, um, some common themes in the couples that you work with? Mm-hmm. Well, certainly um, we are living in tough times. That's not news to anybody. Um, and contrary to all of our fervent wishes, COVID isn't going away anytime soon, <laughs> Um, For some couples, this round-the-clock time with our partners um, has been a bonus to the pandemic. 
the kind of the chance we've waited for to spend time connecting. For those who have been juggling jobs and elder care and child care plus homeschooling or who are already in a relationship that's struggling, the enforced closeness that a lot of couples are facing has been a source of just kind of unending and tremendous stress. Um, the fact that so much has been unplanned and the open-ended time frame really raises couple anxiety. It upends, it's upended our lifestyle and it's interfered with uh, co- our coping strategies. It's been a real challenge to whatever resilience we've all managed to muster. Um, relationship roles and rules have changed overnight. I hear all the time from my couples, I don't know what to do next. I don't know what foot to put forward because the ground keeps changing under my feet. And so more than ever, I find myself talking with couples about the value of perspective. Um, I've always been a big believer in prevention. Um, Probably that dates back to my first career as a nurse. Um, where I learned that people kept cycling through health crises, partly because they didn't know how to take care of themselves. And it's, it's always struck me that relationships are exactly the same. You know, yesterday I went to the dentist and I think this is just part of my long-term strategy to take care of my teeth. If couples entered a marriage or a committed relationship with the idea of this is a long-term project, this is something that I'm going to be caring about for hopefully a long time. And what is it that I need to do and what does my partner need to help me learn how to do in order to make this relationship really flourish over time? So I think... um, if, if there ever was a time that we need to be more mindful of our expectations uh, for ourselves, for our partner, for our relationship, including when to check them at the door, while well, this is it. Um, the pandemic has offered us a chance to kind of right-size our expectations um, by doing a better job of tuning into ourselves, turning out some of this negative messaging that's all around us, peer pressure, And kind of an over-reliance on any one coping strategy like technology or or substances. So the perspective, that I would say is um, the one theme that I just keep, I find myself keep turning back to over and over and over again. That can certainly be valuable in lots of circumstances. You know, you're in a silly argument with your partner and it's just easy for that to feel like the most important thing in the world in that moment, right? It's like exactly. defending yourself or stating your case. And obviously, those are all things we want to be avoiding in the first place. But let's say we're, we're sitting there and we're, we're trying to win. It's like, just pull back for a second and be like, wait, what's this accomplishing? You know, let's say you're married, you know, and we're life partners here. And this is a bit insane, <laughs> you know, to be arguing in the way that we are right now. So just to pull back, it's easier said than done, but it can be so valuable. Absolutely. And I would say that the one key thing that all of my years of research and work with couples has taught me is that to have a mindset 
that I have come to call a we mindset is probably the best resilience booster you can cultivate. Um, we live in such an individualistic culture, as you mentioned, you know, the approach of, you know, what's in it for me, kind of win-win, if I win, he loses, vice versa, is deadly to all relationships. Um, and yet to appreciate that the single best resource we can develop is this idea that we are a team. We're going in this together. He, she's got my back. We're stronger together than apart. And so I've spent really the last so many years trying to unpack this idea of what is weeness. Um, it's gotten popularized, which is a great thing, a little more than, than ever before. Um, but some of my colleagues and I have discovered that couples who have been able to cultivate this we mindset, which is an attitude that says our relationship takes priority, um, have we found that they have all kinds of positive outcomes. They have greater satisfaction with their relationship. They do more effective problem solving. They feel more attuned and more connected to one another. And that's across the board. Um, I've run this project, which I talk about in, in um, really all my books, but um, it's called the Couple Story Project. And I have been collecting stories from couples all across the life cycle now for the past 12 years. And so I have wonderful stories from couples that have been together for seven years all the way up to 71 years and um, it's an amazing uh, group of stories that really reveal the long picture of what flourishing relationships and resilient relationships can look like. Um, so one of the things we've discovered is something that we call a we story. And I have a variety of ways that uh, couples can learn how to cultivate a we story, but being able to tell your we story and write your we story is a very powerful way to help cultivate this we mindset, uh, this kind of we're in it together. And over time, we've been able to discover that there are elements to this we mindset. Um, and our research shown there are seven and we call them, uh, and we've nicknamed them the seraphs, um, the higher angels of our well-being, because they are security, empathy, respect, acceptance, pleasure, humor, and shared meaning and vision. So um, each of those, security, empathy, respect, acceptance, pleasure, humor, shared meaning and vision, can be cultivated. Um, I'll, if you like, I can read a wee story from um, one of our couples so you get kind of a feel for what they sound like. And this is a wee story written by a couple in their mid late 30s, uh, Mark and Jen. And they wrote this together. And here's what they said. We're alike in all the big ways, the ways that count. 
We've both had different problems and challenges in our lives, but we've tried to tackle them and move on in productive ways. There were lots of points where each of us could have given up, saying it's too hard, woe is me, whatever. But we believed it was best to keep on the right path, and we were a great team doing that together. The hardest thing we faced is almost losing our son and then parenting their other son. We got to a point where the stress was too much. Nothing was working. We didn't have a plan for what to do when we couldn't do it anymore. Do your best was getting in the way. We were doing what needed to be done separately, but we forgot that we're each other's sunshine. We needed the light and warmth every day, but especially on the hard days. The sunshine's better than all the problems. We have to have it. We're grateful we didn't let things get too far without remembering the sunshine. So their story, if you heard, had used lots of we words. They referred to themselves as we, we this and we that. And they talked about having a challenge, which we all do, but being able to turn their challenge into something that could be mastered and best mastered by them together as a team. And then they pointed um, themselves toward a, a positive solution. Uh, they came up with that image. And a lot of our stories have images, the image of the sunshine, that they were like the sunshine if they remembered to shine it on, on one another. And it is really an example of resilience because it shows how the individual me and me becomes a we and each individual can benefit from the power of the team. Now, did they sit down and write that together? You know, is that the, mm -hmm. the exercise? Just yes. thinking out loud? Okay. Mm -hmm. They did. There's a, um, in my books and also on my website, there's a prompt for what we used in the research to help uh, couples write their we stories. And sometimes I'll use that in doing workshops with couples or on retreats um, because I will have them write one and then we'll notice together sort of some of the elements that are missing. Like some couple may write a story that doesn't have any humor whatsoever. They're very serious and their approach to their relationship is kind of somewhat gloom and doom. And so we can identify um, the elements that need to be beefed up a little bit if you will. And that is very helpful. Yeah, yeah. What are some prompts that maybe you could give our listeners who, who want to start thinking about this? Well, it really is to take their partner and try to write a, a, an example, a memory of a good time in their relationship, a time when they face something together and the outcome of it. And um, 150 words or less. So this, you know, needs to be pretty brief. Um, and that's all there is to it. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Do you ever feel stuck on a problem and it's just debilitating? It can be so easy to fall into the trap of focusing on the same problem again and again, instead of finding a solution. It's also a really understandable and human reaction. When faced with a challenge in life, it can be tough to train our brain to stay in problem-solving mode. 
I always used to ruminate on problems, but when I started in therapy, I learned how to be solution oriented instead. I realized there's no better feeling. It's so empowering. However, getting to that point can take some work and the path isn't always clear. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. So if you're feeling stuck, whether it's depression or figuring out how to navigate a family or work dynamic, I recommend giving therapy a try. BetterHelp is a great place to start. You'll get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey, and you can switch therapists at any time. It's entirely online, so you can do it anywhere, anytime that's convenient for you. Plus, I love that it's affordable, making it accessible for all. Check it out yourself. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can help you get there. Visit betterhelp.com slash I do today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash I do. Betterhelp.com slash I do. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving relationship advice listeners 10% off when you visit Hero. .co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing and they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 0 grams of sugar and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie, their white bread is so good and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family and we all walked to the lake and the only bread we had in the house was hero bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any hero bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab and go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. That's I do at H E R O dot C O. So let's move forward and and talk about some other things that 
can cultivate resilience. So cultivating this we mindset is huge and important and its own mission and project, right? Like there's all these things that, that we could do a whole episode just on cultivating a we mindset. But what are some other things that, uh, that people can start implementing today to create more resilience? Well, another one is, um, to begin to be more of a friend with your emotional life, um, to anticipate challenges and tensions. And remember that all of us are wired to read the inner emotions and bodily reactions of our close partners. Um, It's just our biology. If one of us is upset or aroused, it's instantly communicated to the other person because our, our feelings are contagious, right? And so my view is always, why not emphasize the positive emotions since they're contagious anyway, instead of building and going after the negative emotions. And what would be a way to to do that? Well, it's paying attention, really. Um, One of the gifts, the best gifts that you can give your partnership is attention. Um, In many ways, that's the only gift that we can give one another is noticing and paying attention. Um, is my partner, did my partner come in the door today? And um, am I picking up a sense of anxiety or what is it that I'm picking up? And pay attention to that and ask questions. One of the most important, another important attitude to cultivate is the attitude of curiosity. Sometimes we're all frightened of our own emotions. And so instead of being curious about ours or our partners, we stuff them down and figure, oh, well, it'll, it'll go away or um, it's not so bad. And it re- it's a matter of remembering every single day that it's your job to take care of your tension and to make sure that your tension is reduced before you can have a productive conversation with your partner. Um, I tell my couples all the time, there's really no chance at feeling any kind of a connection if you're not safe, if you don't feel safe. So if I'm picking up something, my partner walks in the door, I first need to check in with myself, right? And figure out, is that something I'm carrying over from before I saw him or her? What's that about? Um, oftentimes I will have, um, couples before they're even going to try to have a conversation, sit with each other silently and just make eye contact because one of the best ways we connect is eyeball to eyeball, um, which obviously is one of the reasons that we often have so much trouble connecting because we spend so much time on screens, right? And so the we consciousness or the we mindset trains us to say, if my partner is hurting, I I really need to drop everything and pay attention and devote my attention and figure out what's the, not only if we can together, what's the source of that pain, but how can I be helpful? What is it that I can do to help? And that is such a 
critical mindset in this culture. The idea of mutual caretaking, the idea that if we have this team approach um, and, and care for one another, that it's in my best interests, right? That um, it really is something that is going to help both of us for me to approach my partner with this curiosity and what can I do to help. The other thing, um, back to your question about uh, technique, I teach my couples um, a real simple process to try to get this clarity. You name your emotion to the best of your ability, and that's the name it piece. I'm feeling scared now, or I'm feeling shaky now, or I'm feeling overwhelmed. There's a lot of power in just being able to name our emotion. And then a way to tame it or bring it down to size or take a a step toward a resilient response. I'm going to take a little walk so I can pull myself together. And um, because right now I don't think I could listen to what, what you have to say. And then the third little step is a frame, a framework often would come after I've taken a pause, after I've taken the walk, you know, I, I realized I got scared when you went to the car because I, was, I wasn't sure you were coming back. And that was an old feeling and I'm past it now. So it's a first naming it. What is it? I'm overwhelmed. A way to tame it, get it down, right size it. I think what I'm going to do is take a pause, figure myself out and come back. Uh, and then here's what I figured out essentially. Here's the framework. Here's, um, and it sometimes doesn't need to be any more than a couple of sentences. And I teach couples all the time that self accountability is really relationship accountability of appreciating that we create our moment to moment realities cuts down on fault finding and playing the blame game, blame game, which all of us can get trapped in. And it moves us toward extending compassion to our partners, giving them the benefit of the doubt, and treating them with emotional generosity. Money is one of the biggest stressors in relationships. While worrying about it doesn't help a ton, Earnin actually does. Our sponsor, Earnin, is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Many couples end up fighting about finances, especially when surprise costs arise. Earnin allows you to seamlessly deal with that unexpected trip to the vet or the last minute gift for loved ones without any stress, letting you and your partner focus on what really matters. Earnin is helping millions of Americans to feel self-sufficient and to worry and fight less about money. All of this without debt trap, mandatory fees, or credit checks. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download Earnin app, type in relationship advice under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's relationship advice under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. 
When you work full-time, have kids, and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple-step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy... No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code IDO when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. I want to go back to being present with our partner and, you know, looking them in the eye is so important. And I even like the little hack or tool to to do that and then give each other a hug, mm. you know, so there's this element of touch before maybe you're bringing up a relationship issue that you want to address because it can be so great to kind of connect in that way of like, hey, we're a team, right? Going back to the we, you're looking at each other in the eye, giving each other a hug, allowing space for the conversation, asking your partner, hey, is now a good time to talk before all that can be really valuable addition. And also, I wanted to say, you know, being present for our partner, you know, recognizing, picking up on their emotional state is definitely important, but it's also up to us as, let's say, the other partner to communicate what it is we're feeling and need. You know, there's a classic line of like, you know, expecting our partner to read our minds. It's like you do want to pick up on it, but also don't expect your partner to read your mind. If you're feeling frustrated with something at work and they didn't ask you how was work or, hey, you look stressed out when you got home from work today, don't make that a thing, you know, because that could become an argument. Say to your partner, hey, I had a really tough day at work and I just need you to listen to me right now because that's what I'm feeling. Don't wait for them to quote, you know, read your mind. Exactly. And that's what I call, that's a great example of what I call self-accountability. And so, you know, at once, simultaneously, you're taking care of yourself, but you're also taking care of the relationship. What are some other things that you see in, you know, you mentioned these couples that have been together for 70 years. What are some of the things that they're doing to cultivate that resilience? Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things is they anticipate challenges and they create opportunities really to grow together. Um, Many of these couples, especially the the long timers, 
um, went beyond adjustment. They weren't satisfied with just adjusting. They really wanted to grow and to thrive. And I think because um, marriage is now currently in our culture anyway, so much more of an option than it ever was before. I think couples are marrying with the intention and with the hope that they're going to grow. And of course, that's really a challenge, right? Because in my newest book, The Growing Married, I try to deal with the question of how in the world do we grow ourselves as individuals and grow a relationship at the same time? So a lot of these couples took, really took the long, long view. Um, They thought about beyond the moment they were in um, the we story I read. Good example. They were able to look past the stressor of health challenges with their, with both of their children really, and project forward and to say, um, we're going to find a way to get through this. Um, And many of them, tried to craft some coping scenarios in advance. Um, This is also something I I teach a lot with couples, but sometimes it just emerges organically from trial and error with a lot of these couples. For instance, one couple devised a um, shared on-off schedule for taking care of a disabled in-law. Another couple brainstormed ways that their one unemployed partner could contribute to the household responsibilities, and they committed to revising their plan regularly. You know, again, it's that notion of um, being able to be flexible and being able to say, okay, we we have come up with a way to approach this challenge, but we're going to need to revise it. We're going to need to take a look at it um, on a regular basis because it's not set in stone. Um, I encourage couples to do what I call uh, practice a state of the relationship on a regular basis so they can stay current with each other. And the state of the relationship talk is planned so that each partner has a chance to think about it and to bring kind of their best self to the conversation. And um, it's an opportunity to just check in and say, Uh, You know, this is kind of what I've been worried about. Um, I've got this, I don't know quite how to handle this tension with my boss and he's really been riding me and I just, I I need some strategies of what I'm doing isn't working and that's taking up a lot of my energy and I'm, I'm still worried about my mother who seems to be getting more frail and, but this is what's going well. And I remind couples, do always do both. Always share with your partner in your state of the relationship. Here's where I'm at. Here's some of the things I'm worried about, but here's also some of the things that are going well for me. Um, because it gives, it's a good reminder for you, but it also gives your partner a fuller picture so that they may have a better context for the kinds of things that you're facing at the moment. Um, so have those states of the relationship on a regular basis. These couples that um, had been together for quite a long time anticipated, well, you know, um, this is what it's going to look like when we have 
two kids in high school and one in college and beyond the financial, right? I mean, I think, you know, we, most couples do such a good job and they put so much energy into planning the wedding and preparing and, and also I, couples do a good job more toward the end of life with planning some, with retirement, but there's this long middle, right? That really, in my view, doesn't get enough attention. And if um, in my in growing married, I look at various large phases of a couple life together, like twenties to late thirties, forty to sixty, seventy, eighty, and above, um, because you know our demographics are telling us that we're going to our life span is extending all the time. And what are some of the normal challenges that every couple or many couples are going to face and how how can we think about tackling them together well karen you have certainly given our listeners some great tools in order to tackle those challenges together to be more resilient so thank you so much for sharing all of this information before we wrap up is there anything that we skipped over or maybe something you want to emphasize before we say goodbye Sure, that's a great question because I was just thinking, oh, remember the love, remember the love. Um, I think being able to help couples uh, focus on the small gestures of kindness and gratitude can never be said enough. Um, I think it's more out in the popular culture now than ever before, but actually doing it, putting, making that momentary touch on the back, offering the smile, giving a hug. Um, tuning into any kind of request for attention, that goes so much farther than any of our grand gestures of care and concern. Um, and remind yourself, this is another way of remembering the love, remind you yourself and your partner that you're doing the very best you can and that you know they're coming from a place of good intent. Um, so, so important. It's another way of, of remembering the love. That is a great place to wrap up here. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you online? You bet. Um, I am at uh, com. That's my website. And you can purchase uh, any of my books on Amazon and most of the information, many of the, you can send me your wee stories. You can pick up prompts online. That's probably the um, most efficient way of communicating with me. And I'd be glad to hear from any of your listeners at any time. Excellent. We'll have those links in our show notes and on our website at idopodcast.com. And thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. You're so welcome. I really enjoyed it. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, And while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge, we really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. 
And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.